Hello, welcome to Tempence Arcade Podcast. My name is Vic Tamarland, alias Vert Vic. How are you doing, Sean? And I'm Sean Holly. I'm fine, thanks, Vic. How are you? Are you alright? Not right, too love? bad, not too bad. Do you know Go what? Go on. I was tidying the bit of the game room up the other day, the downstairs one that's going to be in my dining room in the future. And I was moving stuff around because I had to put another cab in there just out of the way. Um, and I was moving things around to get them in neatly. And I found my Sky Cursor board. Well, I say board, it's actually a computer, isn't it? It's a, it's a mini computer with Linux on it, with a SkyCursor mm-hmm. dongle in there to plays the licensed game. So I bought the SkyCursor game when it was new back in, ooh, when was that, 2016? Something like that? It was a while ago, wasn't it? A while it? ago, wasn't it? Yeah. So I bought that to help the guys over at Griffin Air Attack get it into the country. So I was going to take it to you know, a different place and that, but it never really took off in the UK. Which is really annoying because it's a great game and it kept getting, I think at the time it wasn't quite finished and I kept putting updates to it. And I think it is a fully formed game now. It has been for a long time. But I went, oh, I'll put, I'll plug this in and check it out. I might be putting it in a cab, play it for a bit. Cause obviously if I can update it, it'll be quite a changed version from what I last played years ago. I haven't played it for years. Plugged it in a cab, didn't work. Yeah. I suspect, it, cause I opened the board, it's like a box, like a, a plastic ABS enclosure, just like a standard enclosure you can buy from like, you know, the electronics places with a mini computer inside, a JPAC, uh, a couple of USB ports and a sound amp. So I, I took it all apart. I look inside and when I turn it on in the cab, you see the light on the JPAC flicker on really quickly. So I think the JPAC's died in it, which is really uh, annoying because it hasn't done anything for the last five years, at least. I've hardly used it. And I just plugged it in, and it died on me. So it's really annoying. But I've got onto Griffin Aerotech. I think Phil, who's their sort of technical guy, is on holiday at the moment. He's going to get back to me on email when he gets back. And what I might have to do is, rather than put it on a JPAC, so I don't want to have to pay for another JPAC for it. They're quite expensive now. Is I might just get it to work as a mini Linux computer and just plug it into a TV or a monitor and play it like that, play it with a control panel or something. Mm. I can play it just on on the PC monitor then, have it sort of built into that, rather than put it in a cab or whatever. It, it sort of deserves to go in a cab, but I, I don't really want to pay for another JPAC for it, because they're quite expensive, and it wouldn't really do much in there anyway, because I won't play it that often. I've just released another game just about called Enter the Gungeon. which yes. has been on, a gun ongoing, game, isn't it? Which is like a light gun game, and it's a similar kind of style. They've got a kind of a, a chunky graphics style, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, pixelated graphics. Yeah, the lovely yeah, graphics. And it looks really good. I think that's just out now, just coming out now, like finished. So as well as tidying the game room down there to put a cabin, because I had to get a cab out the front room, which is in the way, I tidied that place up, put it in there, moved the ponies over so I can get to the two, the three that work, and the other one's on the end now, so I can get to it. And I'm still looking for a monitor for it. Remember I managed to squeeze a Naomi tube in there from a, it's a sanwa whatever monitor is the tube in there i managed to squeeze it in just because it's a bit bigger yeah. i really don't want to use that in there i want a proper monitor for it and there's only a few tubes that fit in there i really really need a Hantrax polo star with the relevant tube that goes with it so if anyone knows of one of those tube just a tube would do me i've got i've got monitor chassis just need a tube to go in there i really need a tube to go in there either polo 2 or a Polo Star tube would go in there. So I'd really like to get them up and running. I, I, I probably will get rid of two of the ponies. I don't need four. I do not need four. I wish I'd never bought the other two, to be honest with you. 
I only mm. bought them because they were so rare and they came up and I always thought I'd have them, but I've, no, I've not used them. I still use the two now and again, my original two, and I'm going to keep those because they're just, they're in a certain place in my heart. They're a little bit battered. They're not painted very well. And they just, they just, I just love them. I've been using them for years and I won't ever get rid of them. So those two are staying and the really, really nice ones will probably go. I've still got to build up the last one yet. So in the tidying the game room, it almost got me upstairs tidying my main game room, which is what I'm in now, which I do the podcast in. And I make my joysticks and play my games, consoles, arcade stuff, all that lot. I was in here and I've got some of those Kallax um, sort of cube units, you know, from Ikea. Yeah, I think I saw them, didn't I? They're about 250 mil square um, boxes. And there's, it's five by five, the one I've got. I've got quite a big one. I've got a smaller one that side as well. But the five by five contain all my consoles and, uh, computers and stuff. And you can get even, you can even get little half shelves to put in this. So it, it puts them in half. So I've yeah. got, I've got like the Commodore stuff along the top, the Atari stuff, the Dreamcast, Oracat Moss. I've got loads of stuff in there. I'm really sorting them out now so they look really neat and tidy and getting all the other stuff out of the way. It's just, just bundled in there. I just want everything looking neat and tidy now. And I might even get some lighting in here soon as well. Some nice string lights and stuff. It's just got me into sort of getting it neat and tidy again because I'm forever tripping over stuff. I'm forever tripping over stuff in here. I hate it. I've got lots of room. I just need to use it better. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to do that at the moment. It's nice though. Getting, it's getting there. It is getting there. I have very little room now with stuff in here, but. Yeah. It's, it's a man cave and it's You've good got enough. enough. To- yeah. Got enough to keep you going, at least. I've got too yeah. much. I mean, I don't play a lot of the games. What I want to start doing is cycling around the games. Every now and again, go on that cab. Then the next day, go on that cab. Just for 10 minutes, 15 minutes in the evening. Then go on that one and just go through them. Because I've got some of my favourite games. I've got Cuba. I've got Bosconian. I've got Donkey Kong in that Lysis. I've got the Scramble multi-kit with all my favourite Scramble kind of games on there. Asteroids, Phoenix, Space Invaders, and the little Vartek Cadet, which I do play a lot. I play that a heck of a lot. Mm. I've got even got the Nintendo Space Fever table, which has got the kit on it, which has got the different Space Fever games on. So that's a lot of fun as well. The cab needs uh, a glass tabletop and a little bit of touching up, and that'll be really nice. Ooh. Yeah, so it's going to be good, that. And there's still I've still got some cabs to bring up. I need to bring up them two ponies we were talking about and another ISIS cab, which has got Mr. Driller in it, my Mr. Driller dedicated ISIS cab. Mr. Driller. Such a good game. I can never get on with it. Oh, it's brilliant. Such a cool little game. I love it. I love all versions of it. And the one on, they released on the Switch, it was originally on the GameCube, is sort of like an extension of the games. It's got like loads of different quests and some of the different characters. It's absolutely brilliant. Really, really good. I'd like to see that in a cab, actually. That'd be nice in a cab. Hmm. As hmm. well as that, I have been doing some GameCube moder- mod- modering, modding. Do what? you recall a while back... Um, the GameCube, somebody, some clever soul, made a mod for it. They use a Pico Pie. Have you ever seen a Pico Pie? Yeah, I've, I've got Pico 8 in my head. And I thought, oh, no, it's I, not I that. Thought, it's not I that. I thought Pico 8 on the GameCube, no. A, a Pico Pie is yeah, a Raspberry Pi, one, it? but it's really small. It's really smaller than a Pi Zero. But it's a very basic thing. It's got a lot less on it. But what you can do is you can you plug them into USB, you flash some code to it, and you wire about seven wires off the ends of it that go into certain points on the GameCube, and it mods the GameCube. So you can put an SD card underneath. There's a little slot underneath. You get a little 
little tiny PCB, you put an SD card in it, and you put loads of ST games on there. But the good thing about mm. my one is I've got um, a black GameCube, and I've got the the extension on the bottom that allows you to play Game Boy games on it. Yeah. So you play Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy games on it. But the thing is, and the really hard thing to find nowadays, if you haven't got the disc to actually load the code onto the GameCube to allow you to use it, the thing's useless. Might as well throw it away. And I think they're about 100 quid because these discs are so hard to find. The, the actual hardware is easy to find, but the discs go missing. Mm. But I haven't got the disc for this, so it's pointless. But what you can do with the mod is you can add in a homebrew code to play all the games, and it's actually better than the original disc. So I've been playing Game Boy games via a game GameCube on a, a RGB screen, and it's absolutely glorious. It's brilliant. I really yeah. like it. So it's a mad way of doing things. And I can probably do it with emulators and Mister, but it just seems more authentic. Playing with the GameCube controller is quite cool as well. So I was doing that, and here's a fail I did. Mm-hmm. I did two, right? Because the actual Picos are about £4. They're nothing. And the little PCB you need to, that goes in the bottom of it to put the SD card in is about, I think they're about three quid. They're not a lot of money. It's a really, really, really cheap mod. But the actual soldering, you've got to solder some very, very tiny points and these little tiny chips on there. So it's quite difficult to do. I even put my glasses on when I did it. Oof. Oof. <laughs> I did. I, I do wear glasses for reading, so I had to put my glasses on. So I did that, and I did two of them, because I was going to do my mate at work one. Because he said, oh, my cousin really wants one of these. I'd love to get him a a modded GameCube with loads of games on, just so he can play it for his birthday or whatever. So, okay, when I do my one, I'll sell you the other one. Because I, I had a clear one, a clear-coloured one, and I bought a black one, so I wanted a black one. When I do my one, I'll sell you the other one, right? Okay, I'll put everything on it for you. Great, great, okay. And then it came to it. This is like five months ago. And I did, I did the, the clear one, worked perfectly. Went to do the black one. Wouldn't work. Black screen. I said, like, what's going on here? If you, if you unsoldered just one of the wires so the Pico didn't work, it would load as normal. You could load games via disc. No problem at all. I was like, what's going on with this? And I couldn't work it out. I kept looking at it, kept checking it. I even swapped over the whole Pico from the working one to the non-working one, and it still didn't work. I said, like, what's going on yeah. here? So I left it for months on end. And when I was tidying the other day, this is what I'm coming around to, I saw the GameCube in a box the two of them all in bits with all the screws and everything white and everything. And I was like, right, I'm going to do that. So yesterday I got to it. I sat down, put my glass, my, my important glasses on, yeah. which is important gear going on here, <laughs> put those on and worked out what I, what I did is that, right, I want the black one. So I'll transplant the contents of the clear one into the black case, button it up. And that's my one. Okay. In the process, one of the little wires came off. So I repaired that. Hot glued it so it won't come off anymore. It's actually stuck down with hot glue as well as the solder to make a bit get strength for it. Did that one, put it to one side, it works perfectly. Put that new bit of software on to play the Game Boy games. It's all brilliant. Excellent. Right, let's get this one done for Steve at work. Looking at it, and when I was moving it around and putting it in the other case, another a wire came off again. Oh, you know, wires come off. So I looked at it and I traced back the wire to what number it was on the 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 little instruction thing I was doing on the screen. I went, that should be on the little chip, not the the port. Because you, you you wire to the port and this little tiny chip. There's two points on the chip and about five points on the port. I was like, that should be on the chip, but that's already wired up. Uh-oh. I actually wired it round the wrong way. Oh, I'd wired like three 
and four around the opposite way. So I just changed them at the pi, the pi and I left the other bits in there. Worked first time. It's been do five that. months doing that. Just for I that, that one thing. When, when soldering, I do that quite often. But the annoying thing is, is, I'd looked at that for hours on end, staring at it, going, what is wrong with it? It was even to the point, I was Googling it, black screen on Pico modded GameCube, and loads of people saying, oh, I've got a black screen. As soon as I take the wire off, it works perfectly. Put the wire back on, black screen, nothing's going on. And there is a thing where if you use too long a wire, it, it I don't know how it, it makes the the code or the pulse or the electric, whatever it goes through it, less. But they're saying, oh, you've got to keep the wires down to 10, you know, 10 centimeters. You've got to do this. You don't put it over here. The thickness of the wire is really important. I was like, right, I'm going to do this. I look at the wire and I put thinner wires on there. And I just noticed that and went, hold on a minute. But I'd looked at it for hours on end. I'd unsoldered mm. and soldered everything. I checked things. I checked continuity. Everything was as, as it should be. But bloody wire was around the wrong way. What an Egypt. <laughs> But it works now. So Steve, it works. Oh, cool. I'll get it now. I said, yeah, okay. I'll bring it in for you. So that's done. I do like it when a plan comes together, when actually something works for a change, rather than just scratching your head and looking at it for hours on end and not getting anything. Just put it in a box and just going, oh, sod it. I'll do it another time and just leaving it, which is what I did. But now I've actually done it. I'll actually use the damn thing. Mm. That Pandora's box thing I got yes. just to look at. There's- I was just checking it, you know, if it, if it was a replacement for a Raspberry Pi or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that had a load of handheld emulators on in arcade mode. And I thought, that's really yeah. weird. And so you've got massive Game Boy Advance games and massive Atari Lynx games on on the screen, which is fine. Yeah, but, but does it actually fill the screen? Kind, yeah, it does, yeah. Because that yeah, is actually a bit weird because a lot of the... And it, it's like just it's just too too big to play do you know what i mean uh, do you know it, what i actually like it because on the yeah. mister um, hardware emulation that plays game boy and game boy advance and links and all the other you know game gear yeah links, what it yeah. does is it keeps the orientation or the the ratio of the screen correct so it doesn't fill mm. the screen which is like a four three it's not quite the same um aspect ratio but it keeps it's because the when you play the game boy one it's actually a square in the middle of the screen. It keeps it square, and it works really well. Especially if you play it on because I, I play was playing the Mister on a little eight inch PVM, and it works really nice on that. But on on a big twenty inch screen, it is quite big. But it, mm. I do quite like some games work really well on there, really well. It's weird, isn't it? Because I was playing a game called Solar Striker, which is a Game Boy game. I had I, I've got original for back in the days. So I think I bought that in like nineteen ninety or something, and I've still got it. I kept all my original games. And I was playing that on there, and I was playing it a lot better than on the little screen. Yeah. It's a cool little game. It's just a real real simple shooter game, real nice, simple. I've heard it of would it. be a vertical shooter if it was an arcade game, put it that way. Mm. So, yes, that was fun. I've also been repairing some NES. Some, some Nye. Is some it Nye or is it NES or NES? NES I don't know. I had a NES I've, I was given from someone. I was going to send it to my brother, and I keep forgetting to do it. Never have a box big enough, blah, blah, blah. So I thought, right, I, I need another NES for a future project, perhaps. Let's leave it at that, perhaps. So I bought one. It was 20 quid on Facebook Market page. Make Facebook Marketplace. Facebook Marketplace is the scourge of everything. It's an mm. awful place to be. You get a lot of idiots on there. So someone was selling one, right? 20 quid. It was like the NES, 
and two weird-looking controllers, right? That's all I need. I can Power supplies, universe, it's easy to get. I've got spare controllers. I've got wires for the cable. No problem, right? Right, 20 quid. Got hold of the guy. Is this still available? Yes, it is. Um, would you mind posting it to me? Because a lot of them would say it says pick, uh, local pickup only. Will you post it to me? Yeah, sure. I'll pay for it. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, it'll be 10 quid, mate. Mate, mate. All this really bad spelling, really bad grammar. I was like, here we go. I went, are you sure? It's not very heavy. Just send it first class post. Oh, yeah, a friend of mine did it. He sends loads of these, and he got to the post. It was actually more than it was. I went, yeah, all right, okay. 30 quid all in then. PayPal? No, no PayPal. Paid direct to his bank, right? Here we go. Paid it. Next couple of days. It did indeed come, right? Yeah. In fact, it come. Guess what was packed in? Biscuits. Nope. Less than that. Paper. A bin liner. It just oh. had a bin liner wrapped round it with the controllers loose in it. No no um, bubble wrap, no pe- packing peanuts, no box, just a bin liner around it. You know how flimsy Ness are mm. and two controllers flapping them out in the bottom. Luckily, it didn't get smashed to pieces. I couldn't believe it. So I thought, right, I bet this thing won't work. Plugged it on in, found, you know, controllers and cables and stuff. It's the usual thing with Ness. When you put the, you know, you put the cartridge and you press it down, mm. that's got a weird sort of like bendy um, socket on there. And they, they naturally stop working after a while because the bending all the time just weakens the, the pins. So that's a natural thing. So I did that and I took it all apart. I was moving it up slightly as I was turning it on. It, it did actually work, but you had to hold the cartridge in a specific place to make it work. So fair enough. So. I bought a new cartridge slot for it. They're like nine quid. And you just unplug the old one, plug the new one. There's no soldering, nothing. So I'll have it right. But I went on the the message page, the, the Facebook Messenger, to talk to the guy and say, you know, for the start, you sent it in a bin liner. What's wrong with you? It wasn't 10 quid postage. It was only £3.50. If it was like a fiver, I wouldn't have minded paying an extra 150 whatever, for a box, whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. The controllers you sent with it are actually for a master system. They were completely different controllers. <laughs> they've even got a different end on and I asked him does it work oh yeah yeah it works but then when I went to ask all these questions the Facebook message says message not sent and what they can do is just go out of the message and turn you off so he's obviously just sold it sent it and then turned me off so I couldn't complain about it so unless you're picking it up or you trust the person or it's not worth very much money be very cautious on market page marketplace yeah. it's absolutely awful some of the people on there are just scum of the earth. They really are terrible people. He's obviously bought it at a car boot sale for a couple of quid and thought, oh, I can sell this for loads on eBay or whatever and just sold it. But I will get it working. I mean, the nests are quite sturdy things. It's only that cartridge port that usually goes wrong with them. Not a lot else goes wrong with them. So that's that. At least I know what I'm doing with it and it's quite easy to fix. What have we been playing? What have you been up to? Fixing Nesses for modern GameCubes? Uh, I did a couple, yeah. I got bored and sold yeah. them. I sold them to some guy on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> some idiot bin- who paid 10 quid for delivery. I put it in a bin liner and put it off for a lot What a dumbass. I, I just would not do that to anyone. I wouldn't do it. No. I'd at least put it in a box with some bubble wrap around it. At, at the bare minimum. Bare minimum. Well, you know, I've been getting addicted to pinball. Cause Why, though? Why in Scott's, in Scott's underground retrocade, he gave me like three credits on all these pinballs, and one of them was Foo Fighters, which is brand new. 
who's really good, and then there's Mandalorian and and lo- loads of others, and and then at Nergo's playing, and then at, in Galloping goes Pimble. You weren't there because she was off with Mrs. Tenpence buying mm. some doilies, was it? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then at Nerg, that's all I played for the two days. Oh, what is wrong with you? I don't know. Something's going. And now I'm mm. going to Pinfest, which is in Daventry. That next sounds month. like Infest, which is a, a it's an industrial music festival. I thought he was going to say something else. Then. No, 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 no. I think it's supposed to sound like that, but no, 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 no. No, yeah, Pinfest. So the one in Daventry, right? The, yeah, the good thing is, right, you're quite lucky. In yes. starting to like pinball because pinball is far too expensive for the likes of you and me. It really mm. is. Pinballs are like eight grand minimum nowadays, and even used ones are at least at least thousand pound each for a really crappy one or a really old one. Thousand pound up to like ten grand or twelve grand. But the lucky thing for you is you live quite close to arcade club, which has got yeah. loads of pinballs. Yeah, I was, I was thinking. I was talking to Jan about it and. When we met, like in 1993, I, I was mad on pinballs. I oh, used right. to go around pubs in Blackburn just to play the pinballs. Wow. And I think that's coming back a bit. So what, got, what were your favourites back in the day? Like the Adams Family and that sort of Adams stuff? Family, obviously, Dracula, Whitewater. Oh, it was yeah. that that type of fishtails, that type of early 90s. Those ones are really synonymous with pinballing, aren't they? They're the ones yeah, that get away, go for yeah. really good money nowadays. Twi- I don't don't think I saw a Twilight Zone. That's a bit of a really? wider one. That one's massive. I mean, everyone I always wants a Twilight Zone. I they? definitely played it. And then in one pub, they had an old school, really old school eight ball deluxe, which was that is a lovely looking one. I like that solid one as well. State, mm. yeah. So I was well into them. I think I think that's coming back. Oh, really? So I, I just so I'll get onto that again a bit. And before you go it, onto the and. Yeah. Have you tried playing at home some of the virtual pinballs? Yes. Are they any good? Decent, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because the virtual um, pinballs, when people do their own cabinets where they make a, basically a pinball cabinet with a huge widescreen and a wide and a, a screen at the back for the back blast, glass and everything, you can even add mercury switches and plungers and so you can get a tactile feel with a digital game. You can yeah, go really far into it. People have gone mad for it. It's really clever the way they do it. Just playing on an Xbox controller. But yeah, there's a few oh, that, okay. that are quite quite decent, you know, fairly good. Because all you need Pinball is two buttons FX on the side of something, 3. don't you? Pinball FX3 with an Xbox controller is decent. Okay. But, but you could make your own little controller, couldn't you, with a box with just a little plunger on it and two buttons. So. That's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah, I suppose so. Mm. You don't get the same effect, though, the same feel. I suppose if you use the, the shoulder buttons, it's sort of left and right buttons, isn't it? You could feel that would be better than just two face pad buttons. Yeah, it can use different kind of setups for the nudge and stuff. It, it does mm-hmm. work. Yeah, it yeah. does work. I suppose but you could so, use yeah, the analog for nudging, couldn't you? Yeah. 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 You, you, yeah just you touch do. it a slight bit to give it a tap and then wang it across to thump it hard. Yeah, that's, what, that's how it works. Yeah, it's good. That is a, a moving pinball, isn't it? Thump it hard. Yeah, <laughs> tilt it, and also called. yeah, I've been to I did say arcade with Blackpool. I've been to you know you you know you know about wife points, don't you? Wife points, wife points. The Is this brownie... where you do things normally with your wife that every man should anyway? They're like brownie points, but yeah, but because I've been out so much and been going to like Nurg and where else did we go? 
Chicago. Chicago, yeah, we went to <laughs> yeah. Chicago. 4,000 4, odd miles away, yeah. That and one. then out at weekends and that. So I built at the wife, I'm trying to build at the wife points and we went to Haworth in Yorkshire for a lovely day out. Oh, okay. What did and you do there? For, did you have chips? We had a nice meal. It's, there's not a lot there, but it's, it's a nice sort of picturesque kind of. Look at its stuff. Did you see any the Bron- squirrels? No, I saw the Bronte sisters. Oh, you know, okay. Charlotte, Emily, and Jeremiah. Were they famous dinosaurs? Yeah, they were, yeah. Okay. And th- they wrote Frankenstein and uh, True Blood. And I think they wrote the first Fast and Furious. I'm not sure. Probably. Quite probably. <laughs> I can't. I don't know what they did. Yeah, but yeah, very nice. So that's that's some. Um, oh, yes. And also, also, I've, do, I've been. Because I've got a backlog of videos. Because I did tons lo- in America. I took I took loads in America. So I've got I've put a Nerg video up, mm-hmm. an RK Club Blackpool video up, a Galloping Ghost four part has just gone up. Oh my god! And following that with an underground oh retro underground retrocade one, mm-hmm. which was a two parter, but I can get that. It's only ten minutes. I'll put that together. Cool. And I, th- I think then oh no, I've got Prince. Uh, the others that we went to like Prince arcades and stuff. I think I'll put all them into one video okay you know cause they were only did little i only did little walk arounds of them places yeah cool It'll give me something to watch in the bath won't it yeah well you've been sp- speaking about pinball machines which ones in particular were you playing at blackpool there's one called dr no which is a new one and that's the james bond thing yeah that was what they had in that little room they were streaming at um, Logan, Logan Arcade. Yeah, it's a new one. That's brilliant. Is That's it brilliant? Yeah, Guns take your word for it. Who makes Guns that one? Is that a stern one? Yeah, Doctor No is what a stern one. Guns and Roses, I, th- I think, is Jersey Jack or Chicago. Well, Jer- Guns and Roses is that a new one or is it a reskin of the old one? Because there was an original one. Guns and Roses. I think it's on a it's on a chat I'm on. I think it's Guns N' Roses. It's very very flashy lights, flashy lights, so many lights. But has it got the the old 1985 Axle Rose, or has it got the the 2023? How do we put this? Slightly bigger Axle Rose. I would imagine. I didn't really look at the back glass because I was trying to hit the ball. It's probably. Um, Back yeah. in the day, Guns N' Roses, I think, when they were big. I would think so, yeah. I think it was Guns N' Roses, or was it somebody else? I'll have to find it. Daggers and Daffodils. <laughs> That's the same kind of thing, isn't it? And also, back in the video world, I've been playing... Oh, thank I've goodness. Got a, thank goodness. Because I've sort of recently updated my cab, because it made the PC, because it went kaput. Yes. I've had to put everything back on it, and then I'm out of... The Did you have a backup? Things- the backup of... Did you have a backup of all your games and settings on there? Have you had to put them all on again? No, I put them all on again. I've, oh, I've just amateur. Got, I've got... Well, I thought I'd get a new ROM set. So I've got the, the newest ROM set that Linux would allow. Mm-hmm. Groovy Arcade, not Groovy Main. Yeah. Really, it's just Groovy Main with a Linux wrapper around it, really. Yeah. I, I think, or SDL. But I put it all back on. Really, really nice. I think I said this. I learned how to use a track mode, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought I put me put my favourites back on, and you I go to all the time, like Volgus, yep, Viper so Phase I. One, Mushi Himasama, Road Fighter, the, the 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 Twitch Road game. I just love that. Just stuff. Uh, Horizon, which is the that's a good Patrol, little game. And Sun Sun, 
Oh, if, if, if you know when you're playing like a featured game and you're all gamed out and you can't be bothered to think, I just put one of them on. Yeah, like Sun Sun's great to play. Like obviously Auto Fire. Oh, Sofa Mode. Yeah, Sofa Mode. Sofa Mode. Yeah. So I've been doing that. Yeah, and I, I can't blame you because I do exactly the same. Since we went to the Galloping Ghost, and right in the front window of Galloping Ghost, there is a machine with Pandora's Palace on it. And this was one of your picks from years and years and years ago on the arcade, on the podcast. And I played a lot of it back then because there's quite a few secrets in the game. And you can get quite a lot of points by doing certain things in it. And we mm. were obviously going for scores back then. And even my wife got into it and she beat me on it as well. Mm. She had like 107,000. I had 97,000. You, sir, had 207,000. You beat, mm. you beat even Charlie Farr. I am going to accuse you of cheating. I never cheat. There's no way you got 207,000 on that game. I'm, I can remember looping it and I got good at it. Yeah, you got- can loop it on about 70 or 80,000 because I've looped it a few times. Got really good at it. But did you use, did you find out all the secrets in it? Because you have to to get that much points. I can't remember. I just honestly can't remember. I'll have to watch a video of it. I think you're a cheating get. You cheating get. I, don't I think cheat. you are a cheating get. I do not cheat on. If I find out you've been cheating, you will be frayed alive, son. I do not cheat on. Because I can't get any. Games. I can get, I'm on 149,000. I've been playing it a lot. And I watched YouTube videos working out how to get the secrets. You can get like a, on the very first level, you can get an extra life and one of the baddies worth 5,000 points on the very mm. first level. So you can get about 16,000 points on the first level and an extra life. And I think mm. on level three, you can find a 10,000 point bonus on there. And every single level has got a 5,000 point bonus on it. Every single level. You just wait enough time for the green guy to come around. He's a little green skull thing. And when you squash him, you get 5,000 points. Mm. There's there's frogs and there's, um, I think it's an alligator. And it's all sorts of weird and wonderful um, secrets on. There's loads of secrets. I, I, I quite like Konami games because they put a lot of secret bits in their games. The early games had loads of secrets in them, like tons of them. Yeah, good music as well. Oh, the music on that, as my toe tapping every single time, I was whistling around the house. Seriously, the music on it's absolutely <laughs> it's brilliant. Good, yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's really good. So I've been playing a lot of Pandora's Palace, been finding out all the secrets, been getting really good at it, been getting quite well. Another one I've been playing, and because of this, it reminded me of it, Rock and Rope. Mm. We did that years ago, and it is still as hard as nails. But I was watching videos on that, trying to get my game better, and there's lots of tactics to get like tons of points on, on the first level. So you just hang around on the level, getting like the baddies and knocking them off the ropes and getting points. But actually doing the game where you've got to go up to the top and get the bird is actually quite difficult. It's, it's easy just to sort of hang around getting lots of points, but you're timed again, so you've got to do it. But that game's been really good. I still, I'm not very good at it, but I'm, I'm sort of getting better at it. And I do like it. I like the, the graphics, I like the idea of the game, I like the characters, and obviously the secrets again. Mm. Now, I've set up my mister on another screen, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. And I've been playing that on there because it's a, a nicer screen. And I was just playing some horizontal games on there because I didn't want to, to orientate the monitor around, so I was playing horizontal games. And on Mister, on a, a CRT, it doesn't rotate the screen for you. It only rotates the screen if you're using HDMI. So if you're playing a vertical screen, you have to physically turn the monitor on its side to play it. 
Because right. there's no rotate, because it's it's true to the arcade um, ROMs. ROMs. So you, if yeah. it's a vertical game, you have to turn your monitor vertical unless you're playing on HDMI. And this was an RGB monitor I was using it on. So I've been playing a few of the horizontal games, just making sure they all work, so I updated it recently. Uh, Frenzy. I still love Frenzy. And I've actually mm. got the, uh, I think it's called the ZFPGA, which is Frenzy and the two versions of Berserk on FPGA. And I'm going to put them in my Bosconian cab because that's got one button and a joystick on it. And I'm mm. going to play more. I do love Berserk, but I really, when we did Frenzy, I think I just moved to Scotland and I put it in one of the ponies. And I was playing it every night and I got really good at Frenzy because I was really, I was really terrible at it for years because it's so hard. But when you get in the swing of it and get the, the motions and the speed of it and get into the sort of gist of the game, it gets a lot easier and you get an extra life like every 3,000. So it's a lot, a lot easier to get more lives than Berserk, which is five and 10,000 only. So I was getting into Frenzy again on there. That's absolutely brilliant. Uh, but Berserk isn't showing up on there. I don't know why, but I need to play a bit more Berserk as well. But I'll put my FPGA in one of my cabs to play that. It's not showing up on your main? Yeah, no, on, on Mister for some reason. The ROM's on there, but for some reason not showing up on the list. don't know why. I, I had a problem with it on my cab. What, with Berserk? It, yeah, it puts the new version on, which is the Fast Bullets. Right. And, and I thought, right, show clones. So, so I'd show clones or different, but it wasn't there. So I ended up putting the old version ROM on yeah. the cab. And then it shows up as two versions of, of Berserk in, in your list. Because on the ROMs, one's Very Berserk weird. and one's Berserk 1. I'm not yeah. sure which which way around, which one's fast and which one's slow. Um, I don't know. But it's just not sure. I don't know why, but I'll, I'll work it out. I was, playing a, I was playing a bunch the... of horizontal games. I played um, Bank Panic on there. Banku Panicu! I still love that game. It's absolutely brilliant. It's such a cool little game. Mm, I think I played a bit of Timber on there. Timber's on Mister as well, which is oh. good to play. So playing that soon. Yeah, good. Been playing quite a few arcade games. It's been nice. I even played a few GameCube ones, but not very long. I was just testing it out. But I, I really want... I don't know if I've got enough time to do it. I want to complete Mario Sunshine. Have you ever played that? Yeah, me and me son were mad on it. It's such a, a sunny game, isn't it? It's just really mm. bright, really colourful, a lot of fun. But some of it is quite difficult. I remember the roller coaster bit, shooting the... I think you had to shoot balloons while you are on a roller coaster. Damn, that was hard. I can't remember. I think but we did I, finish it. I never finished it. I got close, but I never finished it. So I'm going to have to go... A, Concerted effort to try and do that, maybe. Maybe just get a few shine, shine stars, are they? Every now and again. And then just... you turn, it sort of starts all dull and like it is out here now, like yeah. dull and murky. And, the then, UK, yeah. and then you get the, then you get the, like the sunny day, don't you? Mm. I don't know. It just, it's sort of not at the beginning of the game. It's a bit far on, I think. It's such a good game. It's, it's just a lot of fun. Good, innocent, colorful. Jolly fun, that game. I really like it. It's a masterpiece. It really is. So I'm going to possibly play that and try and do that. But I don't, I don't know. I don't have enough time to do that. Arcade News. What would you like to discuss, Sean? What would you like to discuss? There's two little links here to the way the larger arcade caps entered the internet uh, in entered the arcade space like yeah. with the first the first couple let's have a look at the first couple are we talking like the sega machines like the outruns and your no hang on that for that even 
Like, I think one of the first really big ones, remember that Indy 800, which was an eight-player... Oh, the Atari one with a, a huge sprint. marquee round. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's got a mention. That's that had two, two, two pedals and two sets of steering wheels on each side of a square. So you had eight people around, a big cab. Mm. Mm, and you looked Star down onto the cabin. Starfire, which I think was the first environmental cab. Right. you got Star Wars, E-Dot. Yeah. Space Tactics. There's a Space Tactics, or there was, an arcade club. Oh, really? Was it working? Original Space Tactics. Yeah, very weird. Um, People don't know what we're on about. I'll put the link on the show notes. Space Tactics actually had, the screen would move around in the cab. Mm. It actually physically move around on motors and, and worm wheels and gears. I'm not sure why the screen moved about, but it angled itself around, didn't it? I don't think the screen moved, but if if you sort oh, it of, does, it does. You, I could see rails in the cab moving. So I wonder if it's in there. I wonder if it's a mirror or something that's moving there. Yeah, there's, it's there's weird. I'd like to see a real there, one. Yeah. yeah, there's one. There, there was one the last time I went at Arcade Club. Very, very strange looking. Was it all thing. working? Yeah, working on. Oh, really? And it, it is so hard to get the hang of because you can see the the ships bouncing towards you, like the Space Invaders style ships bouncing towards right. you in three D. And you've got to shoot them at the right elevation type of thing. How weird. It is I weird. can't imagine that. Because I bet, I bet in MAME it doesn't work. I bet the game's really flat no, and dull I don't in think it does. But that sounds awesome. Is it a vector game as well, Space Tactics? Or is it a no, it's that 1980 job. Okay. Fair enough. And then, then they go... It's, it's a, there's two really good articles. They go on about like, how Raw Thrills like changed the game by making these massive games. Oh, yeah, like the eight-player... Daytona kind of things and that sort of stuff. Yeah, like I think the Galaxian Three Theater was the biggest one, but I don't know if I don't, that obviously it was Namco, weren't it? But yeah, that was that was that was a whole room. That was they called it the theater. There's there is massive. We saw I saw some massive ones in Dave and Buster's, like four player Daytonas all linked together. And yeah, Dave and Buster's video. You look forward to that one, kids. I was there. I won't. As you and Tori looking bored, and me flying yeah, around saying, having, look having, the, having a drink at this. the bar. Oh, God, has he look done yet? Look Little back. Sean's off to go and play at Dave and Buster's. Yeah, so I put two links in the no-shows. And this has been everywhere. The E-Dot Discovery, environmental Discitron Discovery, discovered like by some bins and somebody was going to throw it away. Wow, and, that's an expensive other, cabinet. And other some other person picked it up and then thought, wow, I'm having this. Yeah, absolutely. It was in someone's garage for thirty years or whatever. But Tony Temple reported on it, mm-hmm. and it's just in America. Gone, I take it. Yeah, it's just gone viral. It's it's in my feed, like on Kotaku, and like yeah. all these massive sites have found that this must story. Be a six to ten thousand pound cabinet, easy. Yeah, they, they were going to throw it away because they didn't know what it was. But it's it's oh, like wow. spotless. It's mint. Really. So there's there's Tony's game story, is it's so not much more. it's not a great game it's okay it's just that you just fling frisbees at each other it's like a weird sort of perspective but the actual cabinet in an in, in environmental one it's all done with like UV colours and it's got black lights in so it all shines it's an amazing thing to sit in when I first went to Logan years ago and first went there they had one in Logan in the corner and I actually sat in it and played it it's glorious to play. But it's on a normal upright. It's not very an interesting game. But even the uprights, the the standard upright, is a rare cab to find. But the environmental one is the the, the grail one for people. I don't think much of it, but the cabinet is gorgeous looking. It's it's, a, a, it's a thing to behold. Yeah. 
Oli Oli Alpha One at his meet like last year. He had one. Yeah. And I went. I played it, and yeah, the game is a bit like what's that Neo Geo game with this wind jammers? Oh, wind jammers. Yeah, you just got it's a, a bit. You fling a bit like that. Um, it's like the tr- it's a cold Tron thing where you've got these discs of Tron and you fling it and you can bounce off the wall and try and hit your opponent. And you can jump about on the different podiums. It's not a great game, but it's the the it's the presentation of it on this particular cab, which is really nice. Mm. It was supposed to be the fifth level on the original Tron, weren't it? Oh, I see, but they couldn't fit it in. Yeah, so they made it made it into like a standalone game. Mm, cool. It's good, then it. Now, so here's one out, we already please. know about. We did, and we couldn't say anything about we it. Couldn't, we couldn't, because when we saw Doc Mac and we spoke to him in, in Doc Ma- in, uh, Galloping Ghost Productions offices, he was telling us about a Qbert game. Now, Qbert came out, obviously, and Qbert's Cubes came out, and there was another version of Qbert, uh, faster, harder, more challenging Qbert, and it was even a mellow yellow version, which was like to do with some custard or something, some advertising. But he was saying... Um, there's a Cubit's Cubes, but it was on a horizontal monitor. Now all the games we just spoke about were on vertical monitors. It was just it was just the same hardware, but different ROMs on there. It's very similar mm-hmm. hardware. But this one was made and developed for a horizontal cabinet. It was like what? And he was like, yeah, yeah. I've never seen. It's, it's, you know, I've been trying to for like eight years trying to find it or something. And he said, and when we when when I finished speaking to to Doc, he told us loads of really interesting things. That, you know, these one off cabinets has got and the bits he was trying to plan. And I always say to him at the end, and with a lot of people I speak to, what can't we speak about on the podcast? Because we're going to tell everyone everything we spoke about. He said, the only thing I don't want you to say anything about is the Cubert's cubes because I'm still trying to get it. I just want to make sure I get it before I speak about it. We're, no problem. Mm. And that's what we said in the last podcast. It was something we had to keep under our, our, our arcade hats, and that's what it was. But he's got it now. He's put it on Twitter. And I think even like the the artist responsible for the, the Cubert's cubes uh, artwork didn't know yeah. it was been developed. Jeff Lee, yeah. Jeff Lee didn't know about it. But what Docs think, seemed to think it was is Gottlieb were doing it for a, a kit so you could convert a horizontal cabinet into Qbert's cubes, which would work perfectly well on a horizontal um, monitor, mm. um, but you didn't have to turn the monitor around. So if you had a, a, a game with a fixed monitor in it, you could still put Qbert's cube in it, but it never came out. So there's only one board of it, and Docs got it. So hopefully... That'll be one of their mystery Monday mystery games soon. I'll have it on the shop floor. I'd like to play that. Yeah, it looks weird, doesn't it? Talking of Gottlieb um, prototypes, that game Arena was really yeah, good. Yeah, that was all right. We did speak it? about it, didn't we, in the last podcast? Yeah, that was all right. But I don't think that's in MAME, you know, which is a real shame. It's a great little game. Did we mention last time that Doc's thinking of building a mezzanine floor, building up? Yes, because he's running out of that road, basically, because he basically <laughs> owns the whole road now, yeah. which is a good thing. I like it. But that's about all the arcade news we've got at the moment, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Biscuits Review, Biscuits Review, I heard about you, Biscuits Review. Oh, hello. Yeah, I've, I ran out of biscuits and I sort of panicked and went into Asda. You did not run out of biscuits. You must have a stash somewhere in your house. There's no yeah, way I'm believing you've run out of biscuits. I've got custard creams and I've got... Of course you are. You've got a little box somewhere. There's one, got, under the, a little pack under the pillow. There's two packs of each. But 
I wanted to get some posh ones and I saw these and it was getting late. So I thought, they're I've got these. They're not posh ones. Come on. I know. They're good old fashioned milk chocolate digestives. Standard. A solid, a solid, solid performer to get you out of a scrape. Yes. So I've had a couple and they're, they're just a, a standard, a very nice seven out of 10 biscuit. This is the Asda own brand milk chocolate digestives. Yeah. 300 grams. It's very insulting because it just says fat and there's something in red. <laughs> Are you fat? Are you fat? I have loads of these. Have you got saturates? <laughs> what about your sugars? 4.2 grams. Disgraceful. <laughs> Recent pickups. I've been buying expensive things. Uh-oh. I have. Actually, I've bought two expensive things lately. One of them was a 20-inch Sony Trinitron PVM monitor. I've been after a 20-inch PVM for years. I've got a nice 14-inch one. I'm looking at it right now. I've got a JVC 8-inch one, a tiny one, which is only composite, but the 14-inch is an RGB one and composite. I've always wanted a 20-inch one because it's just the monitor to play console games on. The monitor. Mm. It's the best one you can get. I think the BVM is slightly better, but the PVMs are good, solid console monitors rgb composite absolutely brilliant and one came up and uh rich chunksin put me onto it he said oh have you seen this and it was in glasgow i was like wow because you wouldn't want to transport him because they weigh a ton and they probably get broken in transit so it was on for like 450 quid and i got the guy considerably down because it Mm. wasn't selling it'd been on for a while rich said so i got it went to pick it up last week um, the guy was really nice. Uh, he was into games because he, he had it in his garage set up. And when I got there, there's a bunch of kids around it. His kids playing it and some neighbors' kids playing it. And he'd had a Mega Drive set up and they were playing Streets of Rage 2. I was like, this is exactly what I want it for. And I was talking to him for ages and he was saying, I just haven't got the room for it. I'm going to go to an OLED. And I, I mentioned like the retro tink to use to, um, get sort of like older school games onto a, a more modern screen and that's sort of the authentic mm-hmm. like you know things on it and that sort of stuff and we're talking about games we're talking about mister we're talking about mister and he's had a good conversation really nice guy guy and it was mint condition it's absolutely brilliant I got it home and it's absolutely lovely i really like using it and that's what i've been playing the mister on it's the mister and my snares is on top of it i had to buy well, the thing is, right, I have my snares. I thought, right, I might as well buy an RGB cable for it now so I can actually use it on RGB because I bought the RGB to scart in the back of it anyway because these things are BNC connectors, which is like a weird sort of bayonet connector. Yeah, I know. So I, I had a bayonet to scart, so it's RGB scart. And I put this, I've got a SNES Junior, which is like the cost-reduced smaller version of the SNES, and I've got a Japanese version. So I plugged it in there. And it's just black on the screen. I could hear the game playing, but it's just black. I was like, oh, what's going on here? And I really, it dawned on me that that, that machine isn't RGB, whereas a standard SNES is, I think. So I had to RGB mod it as well. So I bought an RGB little mod. I think it was about 12 or 15 quid, little tiny PCB. And you put, you sold a few wires. It's very easy to do, very easy, and it works perfectly. And it looks crisper than a brand new 20 pound note. It's absolutely lovely on RGB. It's mm-hmm. so good. I want to be one of those RGB bores now. Well, you've got to play it on RGB. Wah, wah, wah. No, you can play it on anything you like, but RGB does look nice. How deep is it? How deep is the, how deep is your cab? 
It's the about monitor. 450 uh, mil deep. It's, it's almost yeah. a cube. It's almost a square cube. Oh, that's not that bad. It's quite big and it's quite mm. heavy. That's about, about a foot yeah. and a bit, a foot and, foot and three inches, something like that, if, if you want to do mm. old money. But it is very weighty. And when I brought it upstairs, I was puffing and panting because you know, I've just got over COVID not that long ago and my, my breathing isn't quite back to how it should be yet. So I got upstairs, I was like, <laughs> by the time I got upstairs. But it is, uh, it's really nice. And I like the RGB. I've got an RGB cable for my Genesis 3. I've got one for that. That new um, Yeno Super Cassette Vision is already Scar because it's a French machine. I've got, what else have I got? I've got, I've got RGB on quite a few things now. The, the GameCube's RGB. Yes, I'm really enjoying the RGB-ness. And obviously, um, the Mr. is Scart as well, RGB. So that has been quite cool. I bought I bought cables for it, and I bought that SNES um, RGB mod and stuff and everything as well. So I've been buying little bits and bobs, and I've got a bunch of stuff coming as well. Because I am doing... I'm involved in a project to make a thing, right? Oh, Can't right. say much yes, about it at the moment, happens. but I will... We'll, we'll talk about it when it's done, actually. But I'm really... Really looking forward to making bits to help with this project. And my part of it is very small, but um I've been buying some parts that's going to be for that in the future. We'll talk about that when it comes up. It'd be interesting as well. Mm. What have you bought? Well, I have bought... So I've gone back to Windows land. Oh, and oh I my... Have, Sean, Sean, Sean. I, I have You're bought. doing pinball. You're into Windows. <laughs> You'll be, you'll be shooting up heroin next. Oh, no, not this week. Uh, Windows 10 PC from eBay. Oh, why? Do you know why? Windows 7 PC, maybe, but 10? Do you know why? Because you've reason. had an aneurysm and part of your brain. Is this a piece of your brain? Does it fall no, out? No, it's, there is stuff falling out in my ears. It might just be wax or it could be like It's brain. definitely your brain if you've been buying a Windows PC. Brain, Go man. on, explain yourself, sir. Well, I've, I've come to like a, a standstill editing my music, you know. So I've got I've got a keyboard, I've got the drum machine, and I've got the Mac. Yeah, which but is I the can... perfect computer for music production, right? You it know that, is, yeah? it is. That's the thing, yes. But Carry on. The screen, I'm struggling with the screen. What I'm talking to you now on, we don't run Facebook. Why didn't you get is, an external screen? Is a 30. I, th- I thought of that. You yeah. can, you I've got can, the cable in my drawer you could have for it. You can cast it to another screen, but then you've mm-hmm. got two screens or you've got, you've got two pieces of hardware running. Yeah. And I just haven't got the, I really haven't got the room. So I thought, right, I'll get a Windows 10 PC, mm-hmm. which, which I got off eBay, which is really decent. I'm still price. not convinced. Go on. It, I think it was an i5-7500, 16 gig of RAM. How many eyes has it got? Five? I five seven five. It's sixteen gig of RAM, two hundred and forty gig solid state drive, mm. two gig hard drive. The graphics are very ba- graphics are very basic, but that's you don't need don't need no no of course uh, stuff for that. It's played Galaxy so, and you don't need anything. So that sort of opened up music creation as well. So I'm back. I, I have done loads of little bits. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, there's a doo Listen, this is an actual tune I've made. Doo doo. Sean, I can see your mouth moving. You didn't press any buttons then. You just, your I gob pressed, was just going up That's the, the keyboard. That's the keyboard. Yeah. But as you know, I've got no space in here, so I've got I've got that set up. 
I'm still not convinced why you needed a PC to play when you can do it on a Mac. I can't afford a, a, a big screen Mac. The thousands. No, but you can get a, a screen, a big screen cheap, and just plug it into that. There's only a screen yeah. behind it. You have to cast it, and you have to do all sorts of stuff. No, you don't. So you've got a cable in it and put it to VGA. Well, yeah, you can do, but then you've got two screens going, and I've got, as you know, I've got no space. So I thought one screen, nice and simple, 21-and-a-half-inch screen Samsung. I think it's Samsung. I'm just that's looking brilliant. in my drawer right now. That's what the, the noise, the Foley noise is. See that there? Yes. That goes in the side of the Mac. That goes to yeah. VGA. It's that simple. Mm. I could have sent you that. I don't use it. You silly man. And I think you can use two screens then. So you can have one screen for certain number of tracks and another one for other stuff. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. You can do. But like I say, there's no room. You know there's no room in here. So I'm just going to have one screen. What you could so do is back- have a tent in the garden. And I'm back your in studio. Windows land, which I don't mind. Or a gazebo. So work. But the thing is... Music gazebo. <laughs> there's... There's loads of pin. There's loads of pinball games on Steam that are not on Linux and are on Windows. So God damn it, I've been, downla- I've been downloading them. Anyway, stop! Stop! Now you've got that. You can get Anna Lynn on Steam. All right. Oh, and Donut I've- Dodo if you haven't got it already. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yes, yeah, so I'll let you know. I get on with that. Yeah, cool. I want you, you just haven't wrote me a song yet. I can't believe you've not wrote me a song yet. I'm not going to do any cheesy 80s stuff. I think you should. <laughs> it's going to be mean and moody. Not mean. Just atmospheric dub tech. Not dub techno. I'm, I'm labelling it dub tech, but it's not <sighs> dub techno. It's an atmospheric techno melodies. Repetitive. Ow. Repetitive. Ow. Ah. Ow. Hypnotic Ow. Beats it's painful hearing you. And minimal ethereal pads. Ethereal like pants. A, like, just a minute. Like let me a, just turn Sean off a minute and let's like do this. walk in the dark with your lover. I don't know what I'm about. Anyway, yeah. Then. Listener feedback. This came up. Hello, Victor. I hope you and Sean are both okay. Well, as we've just heard, Sean is losing it. <laughs> With the delay in podcast recording and publication, I'm worried about one or indeed both of you. Without anti-social media access now, I'm relying on website updates. So if I've missed something, my apologies. Sending my best wishes if something has gone awry. We just went away, didn't we, Sean? Mm. If it hasn't and you've turned into lazy so-and-sos, get Dunkin's and Biscuits and sort it out. Only joking, of course. My skills of finding a game to play on my own are clearly limited and I have no focus nor inclination to stick with a game. I clearly value your pod more than you thought I had. Take care of both of you, Rich Young. Well, we just did, we had a little bit of a, a longer break because we just got back from America and mm. we had to do some stuff before we got back. So yeah, we were sort of collating all our, our senses. Yes. I, I and was. memories from America. Memories. Memories. And what the best thing about this, which I like that Richie's put, is anti-social media. I'm going to use that. Oh, yeah, it's it not, is, isn't it? It's not great. Anti-social media, it is. I, I, Especially I, I, with just, all the things been going on with Twitter and that moron that runs it now. Oh, my god! I try to keep away from it, but I, I still post, like, the podcast and the YouTube It gets stuff. very tedious because, I mean, people have had breakaway from Twitter, like, with threads and Mastodon and... There's some other ones. I just can't keep up and I cannot be bothered, honestly. Mm. 
The only reason yeah. I joined Twitter in the very first place, because I was really late to it, was just to advertise the podcast and talk to people about the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Nah. Scott Lambert's also been on, and we made a bit of a mistake. This is a bit of an addendum and errata bit, this. The Underground Retrograde is indeed open seven days a week. That Tuesday we said he wasn't open. It was only because it was Independence Day on the Tuesday. Oh. I also said... You know, we went up the road to that uh, awesome Mexican diner. Yeah. He said, if you didn't have the horchata, horchata, sorry if I've pronounced that wrong, you missed out. Put it on your list for next time. It is on the list, son. It is on the list. Can we get it in this country? I doubt it. There is quite <laughs> a good There is quite a good Mexican chain in the UK. I'm not sure if you've got one where you live, called Oaxaca. And they're actually quite good. They might do it. I'm not sure. They do do some oh. nice things at Oaxaca. Nice things. Mr. Zestor has been on. Yeah. I remember going to a fish and chip store north of Brisbane in about 1981, and there was a cocktail cabinet that had two games in it, Galaxian and Uniwar S. Oh, yeah. You used a physical toggle switch on the panel to switch between the games. Old school jammer switcher, that, isn't it? As an eight-year-old, the Uniwar S attract mode did not impress, impress me much, and playing it today... I stand by my initial thoughts. I was also impressed by, always impressed by Galaxian though. I've just turned 50, so happy birthday to you as well as Victor. Whenever yours is. Thank you. Oh, well done, Zestor, 50 years old. That actually wasn't a jammer switcher. On Galaxian boards, I've actually had, I've got a bootleg Galaxian and it's got a, uh, a, a mod on it where you, you burn two games onto one EEPROM and you wire a little uh-huh. switch onto some of the pins. And when you switch it, it just jumps between the first half of the ROM and the second half. So you have one game on the first half of the ROM. So say the game is 4K, you use an 8K EEPROM, put the game on the first half and then the other game on the second half and it jumps between the first half and the second half of the EEPROM. It's really cool though. It's, it's cool they had, because that would have been ultra illegal and bootleg on a, on a mm. machine back then. That would have been like naughty to do that. They wouldn't have allowed mm. that because obviously they're bootleg versions as well. But yeah, still cool. But we had so many bootlegs in the UK, didn't we? We had tons of them in the 80s. Oh, tons yes. of them. People just didn't care. There wasn't really that many laws. They were just sort of coming about in the 80s about copyright and IP and stuff. Yeah, Alex so many saying, cool bootlegs. So many cool Alex, bootlegs. Nintendo Arcade was saying that Alka eventually got sued by Sega. Yeah, because they, they were bootlegging stuff left, right, and centre. Yeah, from the funk, he's got the funk. I left his got biscuits. I left his biscuits in the junk. Oof, Mister Funk. Presume you guys know of it being in the making, but just in case, a bit of arcade news for you: a film called Token Taverns about the booming arcade bars in the US is having its premiere very soon, trailer below. No sign of where to watch it in the UK yet, but I've been told details we shared once they know from the distributors. So this is a link for Instagram. Uh, it's a real on Instagram. So I'll put that in the show notes for people to watch. That'd be interesting. I bet yeah, Barcade New York's going to be in there, definitely. Talking to some people this morning about how a lot of the UK ones are, are like closing down, or a few of them are just closed, like these barcades. Is that because of not- COVID Nacadam? Yeah, maybe a bit. Mm, but the, the, the American yeah. stuff, and I've seen it on Arcade Heroes as well, the website. Yeah. The American stuff, they're, they're booming. You know, they're reopening stuff. And I think it's easy for them to get cabinets as well because the cabinets over there are a, a quarter or a third of the price that they are over here. 
I'd imagine like the rent's cheap and maybe they... it depends depends where it is, I suppose. But yeah, yeah. I, I think space is it, just space, like you say, rent and and the area and size of things in America, most places is a premium compared to the UK, where it's everything's expensive, especially in a town or a city. Space is massive. Have you seen it? Oh, space is huge. It's, it's huge. It's, it's big. It's massive. It's like bigger you, than... you never know how big it is because it's black. You can't see the edges of it. Yeah. No, massive. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Alan, you on. did this one. Yeah, Alan Woodhouse sent us details about a 1942 watch. This is not um, a watch from 1942. This is a watch with, with the, the 1942 Capcom. game, Capcom Official. And, and it, 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 it's a nice it, looking watch. It's sort of a leather bound, sort of old style watch. It's quite a nice looking thing, but $365. Start, no. That's the starting price. Yeah, Neil from Retro Man Cave was on about it on Twitter today, and we went, it's very nice, but it's. It's not $365 not nice. nice, is it? No. Link in the show notes. Mm. Oh, Sean Courtney's been on, and he's, he's protecting me. He says, I got cheated in the quiz by you, Mr. Holly. No, you can't be. You that. reckoned that that place went for breakfast replay in is mm-hmm. it, it is in Andersonville, like I said. I'm correct. Mm-hmm. But you're also correct by saying Edgewater. I think they're the same area. But I was correct. And he goes on to say how Chicago is split into 77 community areas. And Edgewater is a community area of Chicago. You'll find not only replay, but also Pie Factory headquarters north. It's because that's where Sean lives. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's lots of neighborhoods there. And I think the Chicago neighborhoods we went to were... One of the coolest and grooviest in the U- in the US. I Groovy. really liked where he lived. It was a lovely place, wasn't it? Really bohemian, mm. cool, mm. really nice place. Yes, and he's, he's, he's put there's another replay on the north side of Chicago in the community area called Lakeview. Oh, cool! I think it's in the Boys Town neighborhood. Yeah, it's another one. The name Boys Town is too non-inclusive because apparently not only gay men like to live there, but also but also gay women. I think the. Back you call it Persons Lakeview- Town? I think the back of the Lakeview location is the place the Donkey Kong graph is the place that has the Donkey Kong graphics on the fire escape. So that's famous. That isn't I've it? seen that. It's very cool. Yeah, oh, I'd love to see it in real life. I took a big massive picture of that. Cool. Yeah. So thanks, that Mr. Courtney pointing out that I was correctora. No, he said I was correctora. You silly man. Oh, maybe not. Let's move you on. Silly old sausage. Uh, Bill Wellham forgot to tweet his Doctor Topple score. The Excuse daft me. get. He says, Mr. Topple something. I played this briefly after the last show. I forgot to tweet my score of 54,060. And you know what that is? Null and void. Null mm-hmm. and void. I forgot to play it again since. My overall impression of this game, forgettable. Forgettable. That's about right, isn't it? Wasn't Matthew right. McMillan's been on, and he wants to know if anyone has got one of these, and it's a Batman 20. Say it properly. Batman. Batman 2013 arcade game. Yeah, I've I have played this. Have you? It's uh, I've played this in the UK. I've, I've got, it's a racing game, isn't it? It is, and it's like one of these wacky, over the top things. And I, from what I remember, it may the raw have thrills a, again, isn't it? Appear somewhere like in Mandudno or somewhere like that. I saw it or some, and I remember seeing it and playing it and thinking, yes, yeah, it's all right. I got a feeling the usual leisure. Uh, distributors will probably sell this because it's not that old. They've probably got some in their warehouses. So if you look for Leisure Distributors UK, if you're in the UK, Matthew, um, you should be able to find one of them. 
Mm. And I got this one today on a email, and it's from Matt Neo MK. Morning, Victor. Hope you're well. Apart from being ill, enjoyed your recent trip to Chicago. I really did. Mm. Thought you might be interested to hear of this update of Dig Dug for the Commodore 64. Keep up the good work. Finally, I think this month's game should never have been anywhere near an arcade cab. It's absolutely... I'm not sure what that is. It's B star 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 star. I think he means bollards. It's absolute bollards. And remind me of another game we played many months ago that crashed. That was the one you chose, mister. Is that Super Trio? Super Trio. A subpar ST or Amiga game at best. Now, the Dig Dug update for the Commodore 64, I should be downloading that later on and having a look at it. I do like a, I do like a arcade port on a computer. Friendly shout-outs. We have to shout-out to Scott Lambert, mainly for being Underground Retrocade, obviously, but for this time, he actually found me a PlayChoice 10 Nintendo bar top. It was $2,000 in America, and I would have treated myself to that if it wasn't for the the hassle and the amount of money to get it over to me because it had to be crated and it would cost a fortune getting it over here. But mm. if if that was in the UK, I would have bought that. I really do want one of those. So I'm going to make you myself do. one. Bought the hell out of that. I would have bought the heck out of it. Uh, Rich chunks in for putting me onto that 20-inch PVM, which is now sat to my right. Uh, Porchy for everything because Porchy's awesome. He knows <laughs> why. He knows why. Also, Deadlock, Mr. Martin, who's our friend from Ireland, he sent me a tweet, a private tweet, and it had a Steam key on it. And it's uh, for a game called, uh, it's a, the PC version of Hexagon. Have you ever played Hexagon? Or was it that? It's a beat game. Like a t- a tunnel. It is, yeah. You, I've got yeah. it on the Vectrex, and I really like it on the Vectrex. You play it with a spinner. So you've got an arrow, you're just an arrow in the middle of the screen. And it's got this really cool beat music going on. And these hexagons travel around you. They sort of rotate around you and they've got an opening. So you've always got to be pointing out the opening to do the game. And it's a time-based thing. It's quite a cool rhythm game. And the version on the PC is really groovy. Thank you, Martin, for that. It's really cool. Mm. Here's the Pico 8 Arcade Debate. Go on, and this is this is more your thing than mine. I, I took we spoke about this briefly on the last podcast, didn't we? Yeah, Calican from uh, Louis Chapman, and I spoke to him, and I said it, it's brilliant game. I said how about continues? Because cave games need continues. You can just play through them, you know, however crap you are, you can eventually get to the end by like twenty yeah. credits. Yeah, and he's put honestly, I wish I could squeeze, squeeze squeeze continues in, but I've got absolutely no tokens left in the project and ask him what tokens were. And he said they're, they're basically the, the code. It's the areas of code. Isn't it? Cause you've only got a yeah. finite amount of tokens. So it might use like two for the sound or one for the animation yeah. or something like that. And I think he ran out. So he couldn't fit anything else into that code. Nothing else left. And he says, my solution for the full version of Calican is there'll be a stage practice mode where you can play a single stage instead of having to play them in order. Thanks oh. for bringing it up. It was so nice to hear people talk about it on the podcast. Could he do two or three different versions of it? Like have a caravan mode, a continue mode, and just like, you know, miss out certain bosses or something. I'm sure he could do, it might be a bit of hard work though. It might be just to do like a certain, 
a high score mode or a caravan mode or just a boss rush or something like that. Yeah, I think I think he's. So you can split like, up the code, just cut and paste the code. I presume. I'm sure it's more than that. I'm just. I'm an idiot. Who doesn't know anything about coding, but that's it. Could be done, so I suppose. I think he said he's. It might be because of work. He's put this project on the back burner. I think. But that's a shame. I don't like these bullet hell games, but mm. I love the fact that someone's made a bullet hell on the Pico Eight, and it's actually it's really good. Yeah, it's great, yeah. but it's just I, not I, for I, me. Not for me. But it does look and sound brilliant. That's when so you cool. start it up, like when you start a cave game with a lot of them, they come with a checkerboard and then it counts down the ROMs. Yes. You, know, you know, check some, check some, and it, this does it. Yeah, I love, like I love in, how people do that with things. Because like a, a lot of these um, modern arcade games, like I think Annalyn's got it, I think Murtop's got it. Oh, there's a game where you squash balloons I got on the Switch ages ago. I can't remember, never remember the name of it. That's got it. And I think Donut Dodo's got it. So they all look like actual arcade games booting up. So if you put mm. them in a cab... You know, someone who didn't know about arcade machines would think, oh, that's an arcade game. I've seen one before, and it's just, just really good how they do that. I love how they make stuff like that. Yeah, it's got, I've, put, I've played it a bit, quite a bit. A lot of the Dan Maku bullet hell tropes are included. You can score chain, there's a small hitbox, yep. energy bars above the bad guys, it's all here. Slowing a lot of the cave games, you, you've cut, you can. There's three buttons. There's auto fire. Yeah. There's normal fire. And, and if you bomb. hold your button button down on the normal fire, yeah, it changes to the laser and you slow down. And that's in here as well. It's got like there's, there's so it can actually weave through stuff that just careering into everything. Yeah, I, I use yeah. that a lot because yeah. you can you go to your secondary weapon, which is like the, the laser mostly, and then you can slow down and that's there. And like you, you, in the small you need box. that for those games, don't you? You just wouldn't be able to do it otherwise. It'd be too twitchy. Some people can, but then mm. obviously don't forget there's tons and tons of bullets. There's no slowdown. I don't know if Pico 8 has slowdown. But it wouldn't no would it because it's very simple. It's very simple. It's got very simple um, parts of the game. You've only got a certain amount of sprites on the screen. You've got a certain amount of pixels on the screen. And you're like probably running 50. it on a computer that's like a billion times more than it needs. So it's not going to have a slowdown, is it? No, it's like 50, 60 bullets on the screen, honestly. Loads. <laughs> I love on a it. little tiny square screen, it's only 128 by 128. That's a lot yeah, of bullets. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. good. It's good. Arcade Master Quiz. Sean, I have a quiz for you. I did this earlier. I think you'll like it. It's not a mega hard quiz. Good. There are 10 questions and a bonus. There's a few little bonus ones in it, but not many. It's not like yours with 4 billion points. Put it that way. I like that. Right then, Sean. Yes. Question one. Pass. What two things are in the background of level one of Bomb Jack? Trees. No. He's looking up there. There's nothing up there going to tell you what it is. No, there's no trees in it. Is it a city? No. Should we say you're wrong on this one? I don't know. I don't it is a sphinx and a pyramid. All right. You not notice that on Bomb Jack? No, I hardly play it. Use your eyes. Not one of mine. Favorites. Level two. Level Go on. two. Question two, sorry. <laughs> what happens if you do three consecutive jumps at the start of level one on Circus Charlie? Cir- Get an extra man? Yes, you do. A little Charlie puppet comes on a, on a wire and you touch it and you get an extra life. Charlie puppet. Charlie puppet. Question three. How do you get the extra life bonus on Do Run Run? 
which is one of the Mr. Do uh, follow-ups. Don't know you do it in a certain time, I don't know. Nope. All exactly the same as all the other Mr. Do games. You get E-X-T-R-A from the letter monsters. Oh, right. Fair enough, yeah. Well, you've got to write your scores down. You've got three so far. How many have you got so far? Seven. No. Got one right. You got one. Right. Out of three. Question four. How many points do you get for knocking out a cat with a pot plant on Flicky? Oh, God. This is a game you love and you've played to death. Yeah, I was talking to someone before. I haven't played it for a couple of years now. Uh-oh. Uh, a thousand, I don't no, know. 200. Question five. What is the first event in hypersports? A sprint. <laughs> no, swimming. There's no running in hypersports Oh, hypersports. Yeah, you're in the track and field. Uh, Question six. What two things do you get for knocking out your opponent on Karate Champ? And bonus points for delivery of your answer. What two things do you get for knocking out your opponent on Karate Champ? Two points. No. Karate Champ, I don't know it. Right. You get half point and full point. And if you wanted to get the bonus point to me, you'd have to say half point, full point. That's how he says it. (laughs) You are rubbish at this, by the way. Question seven. How many buttons does Timber have? On per player or what? It's a one-player panel. Including the start buttons and everything? Mm, Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Four. Yes, there's one player to start, two players start. uh, Chop left, chop right. So that's another Mm. point for your... Lonely point. <laughs> what do you have to do to get the students to move out of your way on Mikey? The Konami game Mikey. Do you add button? Nope. You bump them with your bottom. You shift them out of the uh, way with your bum. All right. Number nine. What is under Pacland, Pac-Man's hat? Or Little Fairy. Yes. Got that Three. one. Question 10. The last question before the bonus. What do you have to collect to get the power up in Pandora's Palace? Green skull. No. <laughs> no. Grapes. Oh, sure, yeah. You're like a Roman centurion, aren't you? In a toga. Yeah. And when you get the I grapes, you turn into a centurion. You should know that. You played it forever. Yeah, I don't remember though. Right, I don't remember this, this morning. The, I'll tell you what, I'll give you five points if you get the bonus right, and that'll get you up to yeah. eight out of eleven. What do all the games in this quiz have in common? All of them must rush you. They're all got people in them, got humans in them. Nope. They're all released in nineteen eighty four. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. So, Can we do that again? No. <laughs> so I put on MAME, right, and then chose category year, went to 1984, and just found some games and put some questions to them. That's how I do a quiz. That's how I roll. So you got three out of a possible, like, 19 points. I thought you'd get a lot more than that, sir. I don't know the scores on stuff and that. So you... Are poor. 
<laughs> poor. Very poor. Poor. And here is a note from our sponsor. I used to wake each morning, really go to town. Here and there with different smells, no one I was around. But now there's you and Junior, and it's all over now. Insignia's got everything, shampoo, shower, gel. Insignia, the new all-over body program. Do you remember that? Yeah, I liked it. I had it as a kid. I had like um, yeah. gift sets and everything. It, really cool, it, it did it? smell all the same. Like, the shampoo would smell the same. The perfume would smell the same. The sock powder would smell the same. The you sm- get a sock powder. No, I don't think so. Talc, <laughs> I was thinking talcum powder, I think, yeah. <laughs> 80s Sock thing. That, that was before uh, stuff like Axe and um, uh, what's the British version of Axe called again? Lynx. It's Axe in America, Lynx over here. Before is it? Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Go on then, Sean. This Did is it? your Did- pick. Feature game review. His Thunder Hoop. Or Foot Hoop. Thunder Hoop. <laughs> 1992 Gale Cub. I don't know if that's how you say it. Not Jellico. Yeah, Spanish company, wasn't it? Gale Cub. Yeah. Eight way stick and two buttons, jump and fire. It uses a Motorola 68000 at 12 megahertz. Not so, not, not, not a slouch at this time of the programming. That is arcade. sort of, sort of like Neo, Matt Neo MK mentioned earlier, ST and Amigas. That's the same mm-hmm. processor. So, yeah, it's that era, isn't it? It's got a sound chip in it. It Fair has. Enough. It's got graphics chips. It's got RAMs, everything. Oh, everything Oki, you can need in a game. Oki 6295. And it's horizontal game, 320 by 240. That is sounds, the best orientation. It's good. It's such a good, such a good horizontal format. That. And it sounds something like this. Right, implausible backstory. I'm going to use the real backstory because it's bat poop. Yeah. And so, therefore, implausible. And I've done screenshots of the, of the little sort of a track mode. Well, that's quite gruesome, isn't it? Mm. Oh, dear. He's got, he's got his hands in a, the belly of an alien there. Ugh. Right, Professor Daniel Gen, Genbeek, or Genbreek, well known as a brilliant but eccentric genetic designer, is on the brink of solving... Daniel be- Genbreek? That's Gen not Break. a real name. I don't think it is. I think they've made that up for a game. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the brink of solving what will be the highest achievement in yet an achievement yet in the current a current laboratory project. He is banished from the labs, though, accused of having de- deviated from the experiment to one which will put the world in danger by the creation of uncontrollable beings. Ooh. And that's what he's done, the silly Billy. Blind with rage. On account of his dismissal, Genbrake decides to make, by the thousands, his evil creations spread in panic and destruction. Thereby, the new life laboratories, laboratories, they make somebody, they make something. They use a powerful vaccine. 
and the rest of the experiments an antidote for the genbreak virus, which we later be named Thunderhoop. So Thunderhoop's like a little now you might too. think there's something wrong with Sean him reading all that out, mm. but that is verbatim what is written in front of me on the, the screen grabs he's done here. What a load of old nonsense! It is, isn't it? It's implausible. It's very implausible. We didn't even have to make any of that up. We just read it verbatim. Right, thunder hoop. Here we go. How to play. How to play. If you think Mega Man meets Metal Slug with a touch of Toki, then you're not far off. It's a four-way... not as good as any of those. I know. It's a four-way scrolling platform adventure. Shoot stuff. Yes. Make hoops appear by shooting more stuff. Collect hoops, which you can cash in for bonus points at the end of the level. Collecting hoops is not essential for progression in the game. You can jump in the top of, you can stomp on top of most enemies without dying, like in a Mario game. Okay. Usually killing them after two or three or five bounces. Right. Let's, uh, let's ask chat B, chat GPT about this malarkey, shall we? Really? Yeah. I asked chat GPT. We need to stop this. I'll give it some reviews, right? I said, look, like, turn all this gumph, this guff, into about 200 words, and it did. Right. Thunder Hoop is an action-heavy arcade platform game with an Amiga-esque influence, both in mechanics and aesthetics. The main character resembles a bootleg Son Goku. I don't know who that is. And the game is well-crafted from a technical standpoint with smooth controls and collision detection. So I agree with all of that so far. However, the stage designs are problematic, being too lengthy and filled with sudden enemy appearances. I agree with that. Giving players little time to relax. This, uh, react even, this creates a sense of frustration reminiscent of old home games like Wick Dangerous. That's the the meager one, I think. While the game has some positive aspects and potential, I do not recommend playing it due its, to its flaws. This is chapter GPT recommended. There is a sequel, TH Strikes Back, and it may be worthwhile exploring to see if the potential shown in this game is fully realised. Mm. That's cool. That's good, that, isn't it? That's exactly what I would it, have written. It is not great. Right. While playing, I found this is humans right in this. You can only shoot horizontally mid jump, which is weird because you can shoot up and down and diagonally and on at the time. Power ups are collected by hitting the flashing, flashing number, numbered things, and their icon will flash when they are due to go away. So you get a little bar down the bottom saying shoot, and then it sort of flashes the the, right. the power ups. Yeah, the <laughs> the power up weird. is a little symbol. So if you know the power ups, you know what weapon you've got. Right. Okay. A lot of strategy from comes from keeping the baddies alive long enough to bounce on their heads to reach the power-ups that would ordinarily be out of reach. You bounce on them. Yeah, that's common in a certain number of games, that is. I've seen a lot of games. Get the power-ups. You lose all your hoops when you die. Marvellous. Your score does not reset if you continue. Oh, right. So you can cheat on this and and get a massive score. And, And you don't seem to run out of breath underwater. Which That's because you've been uh, created in Gen Breek's laboratory. Ah, uh, could be. Gen Breek, Gen Breek, where his name is, idiot. He's too busy with his arms in an alien. Genetic breakup. Maybe that. Right, these are the zones. These are my scientifically record research zones. Zone one is a grey gerda factory place. Boss, extending purple worm. 
there's nice interlevel action graphic panels in the game. Have you seen them? When you f- finish a level, there's like this really nice kind of action yeah. scenes, like in a, like a comic kind of. I think they've stolen that art style from Dragon Ball Z. And I got a feeling that name you mentioned earlier, you didn't know who it was. I think he's a character in Jack- Dragon Ball Z. Please write in if it is. I'm not sure about Dragon Ball Z, but he does look like oh, a yeah. character from an anime, doesn't he? Yeah, you read on, you look you get it. Zone mm-hmm. two, stinky ass sewers with purple devil cats. Oh Boss is a mutant snail ant thing. Zone three, city dump recycling factory. Boss is a big mouth worm fish thing. Oof, like an That's eel. My, yeah, kind of. Zone four, rocky landscape, rocky landscape, and then some metal stuff, and then some dinosaur bones, and then some more metal stuff. Boss is a green bubbly sludge man. These are these are scientifically recorded descriptions that i've got Did you not get, from, s- get some chat sean holly yeah <laughs> I, could, I could do that couldn't I? I could do it they're called large language models are they I, I, ask me sure what, what how do i go about dressing a panda well you just come I, out with loads of nonsense like you normally I, do you should use a cheese and custard cream base and put it in a bag <clears throat> anyway zone five is stalactite cavern which leads to Gen Break's underground lair. Boss. Always, why are there lairs underground? Or on an they're, island? They're just so cool though, aren't they? Yeah. You wouldn't have a lair in a supermarket or like... Yeah, or on top of an 18th floor flat, would you? No. Come to my lair, we have to take the lift. What? <laughs> the boss is a blonde superhero guy. He looks a bit like... What's the... What's the... Street Fighter 2 guy. Reese Witherspoon. That's him. <laughs> Gen, sc- Gen Break escapes at the end. Oh, he says, he says, I come back. That's what he says. You, I come back. Oh, dear. Closing credits is quite good. It plays a movie reel showing the enemy names. So like the presentation. Dave and John and that. Presentation is really good, I think. Mm. There's a, there's a walkthrough. That's not a walkthrough. That's a playthrough, by the way. There's someone yeah. really, doing really well at it. And I've put tips. This is tips and secrets. To stand one iota of a chance in this game, you've got to learn, learn, learn where the enemy placements are and then destroy them because they just pop up out of nowhere. Yeah, it's annoying, isn't it? And then you've got, I've done, a, I've done an Excel symbol here, less than or equal to two seconds before other pop-up enemies pop up behind you and overwhelm you, much like a website with a lot of pop-ups. Remember lots of pop-ups? Yeah. Before before pop-up um, uh, blockers, whatever they're called, uh, ad blockers used to come, you click on something, you get like loads of screens come up and you couldn't stop it, it'd turn your computer off. Mm. Oof. And uh, I've also put tips and secrets. Hold on to your hoops. There were 500 points if you complete the level. It's quite a low, slow, low scoring game, this really. You are a pain in the hoop. Playing the hoops, graphics and sound. <laughs> I like the graphical style of this. Nice animation, nice presentation and cool detailed backdrops. I do like them. Mm. Enemies, enemies and cartoony and overall pleasing to the eye sockets and the eyes that lie therein. Ooh. <laughs> They remind me. Do you remember the old? Of course, I do. Trapdoor. I don't know if our American listeners will get this. Because there's something down there. Something, and it it was a plasticine kind of. Yeah, it was uh, claymation. Yeah. In the same claymation, I think the 
enemies in this look more like Ardman animations, you know, like um, Wallace and Gromit. Sean, Sean, Sean the Sheep, is, yeah. Sean so they got those big wide mouths with the big teeth in. I think they look mm. more like that. But I think they look really out of place to the detailed backdrops and the sort of anime-style protagonist. I don't think they fit well. I know they're supposed mm. to be mutants created by this guy, but he created big blobby monsters from Trapdoor and, and Sean the Sheep. It just seems they don't seem to go with the game. It's like the someone had done the enemy sprites, someone else had done the, the character sprite, and then someone had done the backdrops, and they, they hadn't mm. talked to each other about it. They don't sort of fit in that general aesthetic. And the blood's like cartoony, splatty blood, isn't it? Yeah. It can be quite gory. It doesn't quite work, I think, the graphics. They don't mm. sort of gel together very well. You know, I mean, not with the and not with the backgrounds, maybe. But I do, I do like the I do like the aerial look of it, to be honest. It'd be like, Music, it'd be like playing 1942 with all the character ships from Fantasy Zone. It just be mm. weird. Mm. You know, P forty seven fighter shooting off like big pandas and stuff or whatever. This Odd. game is weird. It is. Mu- the music is some kind of easy listening being put on hold dirge. It's yeah. just forget a forgettable. I love like music. Cr- crappy music. The sound when you fire the weapon. Oh my word! It's it too goes, loud, isn't it? It's like a like a, a shout and like a, a sort of a, a in the background a low kind of a laser sound. It's horrible. It, it kind of it's like the background noises and the sounds are a lot lower than like when you get killed. Especially it makes a really horrible scream noise, and it seems a lot louder than all the other sounds. So they're not the sort of like the leveled very well. And the same as you say with the shooting, it just sounds annoying. And I get annoyed by sounds anyway. And this game really bothered me. It bothered me Mm. so much. I didn't play it very much because it was just annoying. Mm. So before we get to the enjoy or annoy, I think people can probably gather my views on that already. <laughs> I, I don't. I didn't hate it, but it just seemed annoying, you know. Mm, mm. Yeah, cabinet art. There's no kit, but I did have a Kit Kat. Oh, I do love me a wafer confection. Who doesn't? Trivia Thunderhoop Three, as far as I can tell, does not exist. Thank it's God easy. for that. It's even on. ArcadeHistory.com, you know that the the site that use um, that Mame gets all its info from Mame Info. Yeah, it's even on there. So Thunderhoop but, doesn't exist, but does Thunderhoop Two exist? It does. Oh, okay. And In the arcade. Really, yeah, and it's a really different art style. It's just a completely mm. different game. It's, it looks weird. Okay. Uh, this is this is contentious. A few people were reporting game crashes when you died on level four. Yeah, and all oh. I can say to that is a bad work person always blames their tools. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we, like Neil, Neil 20 to 5 found it, a couple of others. He's always were, blaming his tools, that lad. They were using May, uh, Raspberry Pi, which is old versions of MAME. Yes, that's not surprising there. And I, I tried it on my laptop, which is, which is MAME version 233, which is fairly recent. Yeah. And 248 on Macab, which is just last year recent, I think. Mm-hmm. And they didn't crash. I had, to, I had to go through with cheats, obviously. And then when I got It's to not surprising four, a later version of MAME would, would run the game better. Yeah. So Update I'm, your MAME, people. I'm thinking it could be that. 
Mm-hmm. It could be that. And then more trivia. The game could be, like you said, could be a parody of the Dragon Ball franchise, which apparently was massive in, in Spain in the 90s. Oh, but I couldn't okay. find, find that much. People in comments on videos and saying, yeah, that's Dragon Ball Z. That's from Dragon Ball Z, that. And that, that character's from... So I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. Because, yeah, maybe they ripped it off a little bit enough. Mm. Let's do some scores, shall we? And also, this is perhaps the least amount of people playing with us for a while. Says a lot about yeah, the game, doesn't it? Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. I think there's a couple of things. I think people thought it's going to crash, which it does do, if if anyone can ever get to level four. Yeah. These, these people have done really good to get to level four. And, and to also, make it even worse, my score isn't on here, and one of the scores is from a month-old kid. <laughs> hey, kids. We mistakenly recorded the podcast a week early which is my fault because i'm still all mixed up from the america trip and everything so we we read the scores out and uh, victor realized that we still had a week to go on the scores so i'm going to read them out again a week later with the correct scores okay kids ready to go uh, at the bottom place is victor with zero points and just the word no Next is Dexter Happy Dude with 100 points. Dex- Dexter could only manage 100 points for, for this game, although it was colourful and kept his attention for a few minutes. He had heard that it crashes on later levels, so he decided not to waste his time on trying to learn how to climb the ladders. He has very contentious to listen to the darlings. Dr. Goggles got 16,450. No, no, no. I'm sending my score for T-Hoop in now because I'm already done with this. It's probably not a bad game. I'd likely to have lapped this game up on the Amiga back in the day, but on the arcade, I just don't like this kind of scrolling platformer. Single screen or even left to right platformers, maybe, but I just don't have the patience for this. I had to go on Time Pilot after this a bit. Pilbo's next with 17,650. Mr. Messi next with 20,200. Is it a theme park ride? Is it a mystical, mystical device for controlling the weather? Is it a B-side from a Johnny Cash song? No, wait. It's an undiscovered arcade gem from 1992. No. <laughs> Salberg, 22,200. Not a fan. Next game, please. Retro Rex. 22,500. Ross Ross, 24,150. I once ate a Vindaloo curry. The next day was Thunder Poop. Like this game, never again. Vader GB has got the same idea. He's called it Thunder Thunder Poop as well. 24,150. Me, with 32,000. If anyone has problems with Thunder Hoop crashing on level 4, I say, jot your score down as soon as you get there, and I'll take it as a 10p score submission, which is what the top lads were doing on... The, God knows how they got to level 4. God knows. Zestora, 32,700. JPIM Barber, 33,650. This game's not a wonder. I tried to chuckle under, but it was a blunder. The game made me chunder. Tore my heart asunder. The game's not a wonder. I tried to knuckle under. It was a blunder. The game made me chunder. Tore my heart asunder. Yeah, well done. 33,650. I said that twice, didn't I? Snarcade, 58,300. Swamp Donkey, 65,800. Matt Neo MK. My word, this is bang average 16-bit platformer going... 
What is go why is it going anywhere near an arcade? It's certainly poop, all right, putting it mildly. Force myself to play those lazy, crap quality looping samples for music. Ah, reminded me of the equally quality SHIT Super Trio. Next. 91,400. In the points now. Old Man Steve, 91,650. Sounds like something you get after a spicy vindaloo. Thunderhoop. I'm liking this screaming nut job of a game. The overuse of sound sample is very Amiga-like. It plays like a SNES game. Yeah, we're hearing this a lot. Grey bags. He's got grey bags. He's got four points. 96,900. Stuart Timewall. Well played, Stuart, from the Timewall Parkade. Five points, 103,400. Eastwood, 71. Well played, eh? Six points, 105,550. Seven points. Rygar, 130,000. Do I like this game? Still not sure. I think, think people were jotting the score down at this point because it was crashing on level four. It didn't crash on Evercade and it didn't crash on my cab, which is main version 248. So it's very weird. Could be something to do with the refresh rate, someone said. Neil 20 to 5, 8 points, 137,600. Okay, I've had another this. Level 4 for the umpteenth time. No lies lost, no lives lost. Die, crash, switch off cap. But at least I captured my score in time. Enough is most definitely enough. And in second place, a late entry from Adam Flint, 9 points, 140,850. Hi, Victor and Sean. Please find attached a screenshot of my Thunderhoops high score. This game reminded me of Rick Dangerous, and once I learnt where all the enemies would suddenly spawn, I could bleed, breeze through zones 1 and 2 unscathed. I would have gotten a lot more bang for my buck had I played this in the arcades back in the day. It felt more like a console game. Best wishes, Adam. It did, really. And Aid Skyway is number Number one, Aid Skyway 73 with 10 points with 191,400. Just wanted to give my final thoughts on this month's game. There's been a lot of to and fro on Twitter about this game. From the end of level three onwards, it finally gets more fun to play. The fact you have to plod through the previous levels kills it though. So repetitive, it's mind numbing. I do like the enemy design. There's lots of different ones and they're all unique. Even if a bit easy to defeat. Wow, I didn't think so. I think it, if it had more random enemies, some risky bonuses to go for, and a few secrets, it would improve things. A bonus for remaining time would be good, would be something that's a good idea. And and does anyone else think the music is a bit weird? Not bad, just weird. I do as well. That's the scores, kids. Thank you. Goodbye. Ports and sequels. It's it's been out on the recent Evercade cart, the Gaelco Evercade cart. Yeah. Th strikes back. Gaelco ninety four. That that was. Thunder Hoop Strikes Back. Street Hoop Dunk Dream Basketball. Uh, no, it's not. That's not one. No, it's got hoop, hoop in it. Hoop, hula hoops. Hula hoops. Tesco 2023. Are they big hoops or normal hoops? Normal hoops. I like big hoops. You not, can actually get them on your finger as an adult. £2.25 a pack of six. Cocker Hoop. Uh, so yeah. is someone going to be happy. happy, isn't it? Yeah. So no more sequels. Mm. And Thunderhoop 3 does not exist. Sorry, does kids. Does not the, exist. The fun stops with Thunderhoop 2. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> right, changes or improvements. What would you change or improve in this, Mr. Marlon? The sound. The yeah. sound. Um, when we played this in... Uh, this is a thing, actually. I've just thought of it now. When we played this game in Galloping Ghost... It's very loud in there. You couldn't hear the sound on this game very well. It's obviously an arcade, working arcade. And the screen on the one in Gallop and Ghost is the the colours are all over the place. It looks like the, the screen had 
had some magnetic foot influence on it or something. It's gone weird and it has a weird screen. So we just played a quick game of it and we thought, oh, we'll play that. For some reason, I thought the game wasn't lives, but it was energy. So if you got mm-hmm. hit by a monster, you, you'd lose a few points of energy out of like eight or ten or something. But as soon as you touch anything of Addy, you're dead. And he makes that horrible noise when he dies. Mm. So that really bothers me. I'd have preferred an energy bar, which is probably more yeah. like a console game would be. But it worked in the arcade. And as you said already, when he, he, he jumps around, he sort of flies around the place. Is that Dragon Ball Z when they jump about the place? I don't know. I quite like the way he controls. I do quite like that. Yeah, a bit floaty for me. But yeah, yeah the back, the monsters do look like something out of a comedy you know, plasticine type claymation kind of thing. And he looks like a, a character from an anime, which is weird. And the backdrops are quite nicely drawn. And it, even the monsters are nicely drawn. He's nicely drawn, but they just don't look like they fit in the same game. Mm. It looks like they've nicked some graphics from something else. You know what I mean? It's, and it just Very seems strange. odd. But yeah, it does annoy me. God, it's annoying. The sounds, the over-amplified samples. I do do not like that. Hate it. I would obviously make it easier. Enemies appearing a meter away from you. Oh God, not, yeah, that, that, that they just appear. Not, yeah. So if you, if you looked away for a second or scratched your nose and you were moving in a direction once, you're dead. You, you go to these, get to these levels, and you like you're hemmed in a kind of a cage or a wall or something, and there's two guys throwing footballs at you from opposite directions. Oh, if you don't God, get yeah. one of them immediately. You're knackered. You've got to get at least one of them immediately so you can dodge the, the projectiles. Yeah, so the, the other projectile one. will hurt you. The other monster will hurt you. And if you touch the guy who's thrown, it'll hurt you. So what you can do, there's there's like a springboard. You can dodge them all, jump on the springboard and go straight up into a into a tube that's spitting fire out and die. Okay. Did you make that up? No. Oh. So that, so that sounds you got, worse. You've got three things to watch out for there. Yeah. Yeah, not into, I'm not into these memory games. It's, I suppose if you knew the game and you knew to like take two steps, wait for the baddie to drop onto you, take another three steps, go up that ladder, shoot left, go up that ladder, shoot right, jump off there, jump over a gap, shoot down. You could do it, but mm. I just don't. I'm not interested in that. I want things to have spontaneously happen that you can dodge and use a bit of skill. So yeah, it's just a horrible, horrible game. Mm. I didn't really... Thinking it was a... Um, energy-based game where you lose points for energy. Maybe you pick up energy as you get along the game. Would be more interesting, more fun. It was more more like a console game you saw on like the SNES, maybe. But I yeah. think it's not even that good. I think I think Matt Neo and K was right. It would be an Atari ST or uh, an Amiga game, which mm-hmm. to me were nowhere near as good as any arcade games. They just were poor imitations of them. And mm. yeah, not not happy about it. So I'm blaming you for this one, sir. I'm not annoyed yeah. with you. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed with you. So I put, I, I put obviously annoy. I like the way he, he moves. It's nice to control, but other than that, it annoyed the f u c k out of me. Oh, oh. If you've got the time and a decent short-term memory, you could maybe get through this game and enjoy it. Sadly, I'm lacking in both of those. Yeah. Yes, I'm down. Last I would word. rather, the last word for me, I would rather play Metal Slug or what was the Irem game that the Metal Slug people developed before they went to Nazca? Gun Force. Gun Force. I'd rather play one of those games. 
They are incredibly detailed. All the graphics go well. You know, it's got a military background or whatever. You've got the slugs you can jump in, the the, the contraptions you can move around as well. The animation's amazing. The pixel art's amazing. The sound's amazing. The explosions are amazing. It's all over the top fun. There's secrets in there and just a hundred times better than this thing. Mm. Mm. Yes, I would play. Yeah, Metal Slug, Toki. I didn't. I didn't I, like Toki. I don't like the graphical style of Toki. I'm not mad on it, but it is very similar. Toki would better, anno- I think. Toki annoyed me as much as this game did. I think so. I can not <laughs> lump them two together. They got similar aesthetics. Mm, Contra, Contra is going to be a good one. I'd love to be good at Contra. I've always been terrible at Contra. And Midnight Resistance, I thought, is quite similar in certain ways. I know you've got the dials control. Okay, I've never really Midnight played is- that. To be honest with you. No. Mm, okay. okay, let's leave that one in the bin, shall we, darling? Yeah, let's put that one in the waste paper basket in the corner of the room. Very sorry, listeners. Next show's game. This is my choice, and it's going to be tons better than that. I know that already, and we both knew this already because we both played it at Gallop and Ghost, and we both liked it. We did. We're going to play Timber! Developed by Midway. <laughs> uh, the ROM is just called Timber. Uh, three lives, difficulty three, which is the standard. Extra life at 20,000 and, and then every 60,000. I think this is the standard settings. You do need a four-way stick for this game. It'd be difficult playing it with an eight-way, I think. Yeah. So it's it a four-way definitely. stick and two buttons. So you can either use two buttons on a joystick or use keys or whatever. It's quite easy to play on keys as well, actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I imagine it would be. I was playing it earlier on keys. It's not too bad at all. Ooh. So play that, enjoy that, and submit your score. Email to the site, which is vertvic at 10 On Twitter, or X as it's now called, pathetic, uh, hashtag 10p score. <laughs> is he going to change that next as well? Uh, Facebook, as a comment on the podcast post, you can use a Sidekick app, which I thoroughly recommend for Android and Apple phones. Uh, or go on UKVAC, put it on our little page there. Please have your score submissions in by the 4th of September, darlings. Right, yes. Thank you for listening, kids. We will get back to good games when we feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> or when, we, when we pick a good one for a change. Hopefully, yeah. people will enjoy Timber more than they did Foop. I think people did. some people liked it. No, they just, didn't. Yeah, no, they, they didn't. Okay, then. They did not. I didn't oh, put a score in. I just couldn't play. It was annoying. Oh, you didn't, did you? Any right. road up. Thanks for talking to me, Sean. And uh, Thank you, thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll talk to you in a month and a bit. See you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 